everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio Classics, where we listen to some classic episodes with a little new intro. Now, this episode we're about to listen to, episode 52, Golf Rumors, is notable for several reasons. The, the one that I think most people will say is this is the first episode that they've ever heard of the podcast. Golf Rumors, really, uh, Chris K, he's the leader of the Golden Rabbit Brigade. This, he said that this was the first episode he listened to. A lot of you guys, the very first episode you listened to was Golf Rumors because you were searching for information on Golf Rumors. Golf Rumors is a very obscure conspiracy on the conspiracy theory iceberg. And I did this episode. So it's notable for that. It's notable because it's never been available in its entirety on YouTube. This was episode 52. The podcast had been going on for 10 weeks. And I came out with this double story. Golf Rumors. And YouTube monkey torture. So there are videos on YouTube of monkeys being, not necessarily tortured, but monkeys like being beat up, being hurt. And the story isn't so much the videos exist, the stories are the comments, the secret culture that exists within the comments. My channel had only been around for maybe 10 weeks, like I said. And I didn't want to put this episode out because I didn't want to invoke the wrath of YouTube. Now, this episode, I've talked about monkey uh, torture since... Obviously, I'm not a fan. I'm not an advocate for it. I just got to say that. I have talked about the YouTube monkey torture community since I recorded this episode. I did another brief overview probably maybe 100 episodes later. But now, for the first time on YouTube, you'll be able to hear the whole episode of episode 52, Golf Rumors. This episode is also funny because I recorded it. I had all the notes ready to go. And I recorded this when I was on vacation in California last year. And I remember thinking, so Golf Rumors was always encased in this thing. Do not research. Do not research. It's super dangerous. And of course, I was like, that's stupid. That's just urban legend. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, hmm. And I remember having all of my notes on not only Golf Rumors, but the monkey torture community on my laptop. I remember getting on the plane. And I remember originally I was going to record the episode before I left. And then I thought, no, because I'm taking a plane. Some monkey people may blow the plane up. Some people who really want to keep talking in the comments. Because I, to this day, don't know what the monkey torture thing is. Some people have come out to say it's some sort of black shadow market. But that's all 4chan nonsense. There's no proof behind any of it. And, And it's funny. So I was paranoid when I recorded the episode and released it. You can almost hear me talking in a hushed tone. The episode sounds like I'm recording it. And I'm afraid that a monkey torturer is going to walk by, or a golf rumor person is going to walk by. So the episode, it's quite serious. It has a different tone than a lot of my other episodes. I was very paranoid that I didn't believe that golf rumors was anything uh, awful. I thought that the monkey people were just some sick of perverts. But I thought in the back of my head, it could be some sort of organized crime syndicate and or the government could be trying to shut me down. So I was super paranoid. And then obviously I recorded this episode. Now we're 300 episodes in the future and and I've been killed neither by monkey people nor NASA. This episode is really bittersweet for me as well, actually, because I remember I think I did a good job shooting down the other two conspiracy theories involving golf rumors, but people still believe them. People still believe that there's a glass camera that can defy the laws of physics, which is a which is a non-starter. That is an impossible device. Might as well say it's a device, you press a button, you turn to jelly beans. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. The other one, Illuminati controls the world, controls Katy Perry, 
controls everything, but they don't know how to lock a door. And some reporter walked downstairs and saw Tiger Wood, like, banging a corpse or whatever it was. It was some Illuminati ritual, and some reporter, like, wrote the article on Politico, and none of the editors were like, well, that's bizarre. Why aren't we calling the feds? Like, it was, the conspiracy theory is stupid. So, I think I poked enough holes in those, but to this day, people still believe that those stories exist. And I, I personally, you don't have to believe what I think Golf Rumors is. That's fine. You don't, I'm not saying you have to buy my scenario. But the other two scenarios, I think I do a really good job showing how ridiculous those are and how they are not possible. But a year later, people go are still talking about uh, Robert Glass, and they're talking about Obama, uh, not Obama. They're talking, well, they think he's an Illuminati dude too, but Tiger Woods doing the ritual and all that stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I'm always kind of saying, guys, let's get the word out about the show. Let's spread the word about the show. I want to bring, not, I want to bring fun and entertainment back to the world of conspiracies and paranormal. I want to bring back that. I want you to be, you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. I want you to be listening to these stories and remembering what it was like to be 13. And the first time, like, finding a book of scary stories at the library. That's how I see this show. I want to bring back that childlike wonder to all of our, like, weirdo conspiracies and the spooky ghost stories and the crazy cults and stuff like that. That's one reason why I don't cover a lot of true crime, unless it's totally exceptional. Because, But anyways... I also want to bring, introduce that logical side of it as well. It's great to read a story about aliens, and I've done this a hundred times on the show, read about a story about aliens, read a story about ghosts. But then you say, here's probably why that's not true. And I think we have fun doing that as well. Because then when you find that story that you can't debunk, and I got one of those coming up starting off season eight, and it's a good one. It's a creepy one. It makes it feel more real. You know, it's funny, talking about this, I was just having a conversation with a listener named Nina today. She's a brand new listener to the show. She just discovered it today. And what attracted her to the show is the fact that we don't believe every single story we report on. It's not a matter of, you don't have to believe it. I don't believe Star Wars happened, but I can still enjoy The Mandalorian. But other people... There's whole sectors of the people who believe in conspiracies and paranormal that have lost that joy, that have lost that wonder, and really have lost that logical side. And that's how we get stuff like Flat Earth, or Monkeys Don't Exist, or Golf Rumors, cameras that defy the laws of physics. They all work in the same realm, i.e. magical thinking. And I want to break that. I want to take it back. I want to own it. And I want, I want to bring some rationality back to these awesome topics, these awesome stories. And so the episode is bittersweet to me because I think I was able to dice, cut up those other two theories. But to this day, people still believe them. The more we get the show out to people, the more we can start changing people's minds to go, I love conspiracy theories, I love ghosts, but let's look at this rationally. Tiger Woods did not go down to the basement and bang a corpse. The end. So you don't have to believe my golf rumors conspiracy, but if you believe those other two ones, they just you, they just don't make sense. They don't pass the smell test unless the smell is a decaying body in an Illuminati basement. So 300 episodes later, I was not murdered by monkey people. I was not murdered by the people who I think are behind golf rumors, if it exists at all. But... You can go ahead and listen to this episode and make up your own minds. 
whether or not I made a good case for destroying these other two golf rumor theories, whether my golf rumor theory is just as ludicrous, you can definitely feel that way as well. But sit back, relax, kick your feet up, unless you're driving, keep them on the gas pedal, and listen to Dead Rabbit Radio Classics Episode 4, Golf Rumors. Does YouTube have a monkey torture problem? And today we take a look at one of the most requested topics on this show, Golf Rumors, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day. Okay, so anyways, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. So, this first story came to me through an anonymous email one morning I woke up. Some of you guys have been sending me story ideas, and and I appreciate that. And I think you guys have kind of gotten the tone of the show. I like to cover conspiracies that nobody's heard about. Very unknown things. like Things like 9-11 and stuff like that I don't really cover about. This was one I had never heard about. Super bizarre. And I did a bunch of research into it, and I can't figure it out. So... And this is going to be rough, guys. This is going to be rough, because I'm going to have to get into some kind of gory details. So viewer discretion is advised, or listener discretion. So if you go to YouTube, and you look at a video of monkeys. I like monkeys. I like monkeys. I love gorillas. They're just amazing. And if you go to videos, like they have videos of people doing magic tricks with monkeys, or a gorilla, like scaring away baby gorillas and stuff like that. The comments are, are like, oh, look at that gorilla. Ooh, look at that monkey. So surprised. That's so cute. There's a video of a girl bo- booty shaking in front of, I think, an orangutan. That one's pretty funny, too, because the orangutan's like ready to go, ready to get right through that glass. But if you go to a video of a monkey being injured or that has a dead monkey in it, the comments are going to be much, much different. The comments are going to be actually very, very brutal and cold-hearted. This is really looking into what can only be called the monkey torture community on YouTube. I don't think YouTube is aware of it, obviously. I think they would shut this down. The videos themselves I are just... I think people are posting videos of monkeys being hurt. And not really thinking anything of it. I don't think the people posting the videos are part of this weird fetish. But they're definitely giving them something to talk about. Here's some of the comments that that have been posted regarding these videos. I want to hang the baby by its balls and slowly lower it into boiling water while I smash its ugly mother in the face with a baseball bat. She can watch me boil that little shit flinger alive. Then someone responds to that comment. Why was perfectly good water... I'm assuming that's waste. Why waste perfectly good water when you can just cover it in gas and toss a match? Here's some more comments here. Man, some of these guys need to be put down. Get some more monkey bait and a real fast riding lawnmower. I want to give the flea bag... Cut. I want to give the flea bag clutching his leg something to really cry about. Hot needles? Poker up the ass? Fun times for these worthless vermin. And I'll just share one more with you. I would give almost anything to have those baby monkeys in that one room all to myself. Little assholes clinging to each other because it's instinct. I'll show them the horrors that make the German death camps look like nice, clean, and friendly euthanasia clinics. 
these comments are everywhere on these videos. I couldn't even give you an estimate. They just go on and on and on. Anytime there's a video, I shouldn't say anytime because I did find an exception. In these videos where monkeys are being injured or dead, people just talk about how much they want to bash in, stab these monkeys, burn them, you know, flay them, all sorts of horrible things. And the thing is, is other people chime in. Now, my first instinct was it was some sort of troll. But the thing with trolls is that you try to get a reaction out of people. The point of a troll isn't to just troll with your friends. The, The point of a troll is to go to a liberal website and talk trash about their policies. Pretend you're somebody else. And you can do it with the right, too. You can go there and you say provocative stuff to get a reaction out of them. If it's everyone believing the same thing, it's not really a troll, then. But I was still going on the troll angle. And so I went to PETA's website, PETA's YouTube channel and looked at a video of babies. Get- I, I, and I didn't watch the videos because I don't want to watch videos of monkeys getting hurt. I'd always scroll down just to the comments. But I went to PETA's. PETA had a video about monkey abuse, and these comments weren't there, which means one of two things. PETA is removing the comments through moderation, which we have a lot of power to do on YouTube. We can actually make it so no comments get posted until we review them first. Or once they're up, we can take them down. So I thought maybe they're moderating the comments. Or this YouTube monkey torture community is not posting on that site simply for visibility. Because if they post on PETA's website, on PETA's YouTube channel, PETA will report those people and have their channel have their accounts closed as hate speech or, you know, hateful speech, animal abuse, so on and so forth. So they're only sticking to a certain subgroup of videos. Now, the people who are posting these videos, they may be part of the fetish as well. I'm calling it a fetish because I don't really know what it is. It's very odd. I went and I started to research why is this a natural thing for people to hate monkeys. One One article I was looking at said, Part of the reason may be have to do with the uncanny valley. And that's the idea that humans are very comfortable around things that don't look like them at all. But as it becomes more human-looking, we get a natural aversion to it. And we've come across that in animation and robotics. When we look at CGI animations, say like The Incredibles, where they clearly don't look human, we're totally comfortable. But when we watch Polar Express, or in an even better example, Mars Needs Moms, it's very discomforting to watch. I remember watching Mars Meets Moms and my brain kept thinking, is that astronaut played by an actor or is that animated? He looks so realistic. And people have a natural aversion to things that don't look human but are supposed to look human. The big complaint about Polar Express was the dead eyes. They look dead. And with the Uncanny Valley, the idea is if we're looking at something that's supposed to look human and it looks identical to human, but our brain tells us it's not human, our brain is telling us that's a dead thing. Stay away from it because it breeds disease. They think it's a natural defense. And that's why robots are starting to look more not like humans. Sex robots are interesting, but I think, too, they just kind of lay there. And I guess they have exaggerated features with their big boobs, but in general, people don't like things that look super close to human. Gives us a natural version. So that was one theory. But other people have said, no, people who hate monkeys, I've found some posts of theirs. They say, no, it's not that. 
I just hate monkeys. I found this Reddit post. This is under confession. He said, so many people think monkeys are cute or funny or whatever else, but I absolutely hate them. I think they're ugly, annoying, and downright infuriating. I have no idea why I feel so strongly about this. I just do. I've never had a bad experience with a monkey or anything of that sort, but I just cannot stand them. If someone posts a video or photo of a monkey doing something that the general population would find entertaining, it makes my blood boil. I'd actually go as far as saying if I were ever to come across one, I might get mad enough to hurt it. This could possibly make me a horrible person, but I swear it's only with monkeys. I'm a very relaxed, nonviolent person who can never use the word hate to describe anything but monkeys and one specific individual for a good reason. Hate is a strong word, but it's the only thing I can use to describe my unnatural feelings towards all monkeys. I have no idea why I feel this way. And I found other posts like that as well. There was a post on the bodybuilding.com forum. Same thing. I seriously despise monkeys, specifically baby monkeys. And it's interesting. So it's like these people have a natural aversion to monkeys, which is fine. Some people hate dogs. Some people hate cats. Some people hate cockroaches, whatever. But then to take that hatred and find out YouTube videos of monkeys being injured or killed. It's, yeah, I wish I was there. That human should have strangled that monkey. That human should have punched that monkey in his monkey face. You know, I don't seek it out. I used to hate dogs. I saw a dog violently maul a man and I had to get involved and it was terrifying because the dog came after me and I had to beat it over the head with a stick. But I didn't seek out images and I'm fine with dogs now. I love dogs now, but I don't seek out I didn't seek out images of dogs being hurt and be like, "Yeah, I wish I could have broke all of its legs." I had a battery a bad incident with a dog. I took care of it. I got over it. These people don't know why they feel this way, and they rejoice in watching monkeys get hurt. I looked into this for days. I was sent this email about a week ago. I cannot find a logical reason why, one, people hate monkeys so much they want to see them hurt, and two, why they then post those comments on these YouTube videos. The person who sent it to me said they had been looking into it for a while. There's other YouTube videos about this problem, but it's never been brought to the public attention. And I don't think that this podcast is going to be the final match and the, you know, the final match that's going to ignite it and all the people. But there's something wrong here. There's absolutely something wrong here. You know, these people are rejoicing in the torture of these animals And it's happening right under everyone's nose. I I think, too, if we knew why these people felt this way, I think it'd be a little more understandable to us, non-monkey haters. But to me, it's so puzzling. If you hate monkeys, why are you watching videos on monkeys? If you love watching animals suffer, why are you posting about it? It, it, What's weird about this is how deep does this go? Like, at what point do you stop watching YouTube videos of monkeys getting hurt and start buying or seeking out videos where people are purposely torturing monkeys? Because some of these videos are, you know, people in other countries chopping monkeys up because they're getting into their crops. Some of these videos are monkeys just getting hit by cars. Some of these monkeys are just dying naturally. But at what point does that not feed your desire anymore? If this goes deep, there could be 
web providers, websites where you can like personally order a monkey video. Like, what do you want us? What do you want to happen to the monkey? I want all four legs broken, and I want to see it drown. Okay, that'll be two hundred dollars, and then they send you a video of that happening. So creepy. It's it's creepy, and I don't. To me, it's not because monkeys look like humans or anything like that. It's creepy that this has been going on. And I haven't known about it. I don't think most people know about it. So so my concern is because we don't know why these people are, are feel this way, there's not really a way to combat it. You can go to YouTube, definitely, and report these videos and report these people. That's one way to stop it. But I feel like there's an even darker core issue there. That if this community, it's numerous, tons and tons of people believe in this or have these feelings the fact that they probably are, there probably are services that provide videos for these people, personalized videos, is terrifying. We always hear stuff about like red rooms and person like hostel, like uh, purposeful human torture videos. That's a little bit harder to carry off than, you know, some paying someone on Fiverr to kick a monkey down the street. I'm sure people would do that. So we're going to move on to our next story. It's a story a lot of people have talked about. It's on the conspiracy iceberg list. It's the one that I've personally talked to other people about online. This one is called Golf Rumors. Now, Golf Rumors has always had a little caveat next to it. It says, Golf Rumors, do not research. Or Golf Rumors, beware. In parentheses. So the idea has always been that this conspiracy is so deep that simply looking into it will get you arrested. Now, I don't believe that, obviously. So I looked into it. And we're going to take this step by step here, because this is kind of a fascinating story of how this evolves. The first, the the earliest thing I've seen of the term golf rumors was in early 2017. That was like the earliest mention that I could track down to it. I believe it was on Reddit. It was possibly 4chan. But that was the earliest mention of golf rumors that I had found. It was just those two words, golf rumors. So people had questions about it. After that, they started to appear this post referring someone had found information on golf rumors, and this was the post. What do we know? Golf rumors rundown. Okay, so at the PGA tournament in 2009, a Politico journalist apparently attended some after party and discovered occult shit happening in the basement. Not just your normal LARPing Satanist wannabes, but some truly sick shit. She posted a story about it, which was immediately taken down, presumably after, after the powers at B threatened her. There was more chatter than they were comfortable with in online golf forums, which are now deleted, and a few days after the Tiger Woods sex scandal was posted by National Enquirer. Tiger Woods ruined his image to bury the story. There was more info on it on some Onion site, which is like the underground dark web. There was more info on, on it on some Onion site, but I can't seem to find it. All surface web traces of it have been wiped outside of threads like this, goes deeper than most know. So that was the first thing that popped up. So let's dive into that. There's obviously some problems that you see right off the bat. So you have a political journalist that nobody knows the name of. Name is never sourced. There's never any death notice of of a political journalist. There's never any... Tracking back to who this political journalist who would have been covering this PGA tournament, none of that is available. It involves Satan worshippers at the PGA tournament in a basement, which I'm being a little dismissive, but that's completely ridiculous. 
She posted the story, so obviously Politico had no problem with her initially posting the story. It would have been on the website. Editor would have seen it. Editor-in-chief would have seen it. The web design guy would have seen it. Or girl, not to be sexist. And nobody questions it. It goes up. It's all up long enough that it gets linked to online golf forums, which are conveniently disappeared, which are conveniently deleted. Everything about the story smacks of it's totally made up. There's no name of the journalist. There's no name of the location of the PGA 2009 tournament, which we could look up, but it's not in here. The original person didn't even put that information in. It involves this satanic cult that's doing something so horrible that they're able to shut everything down. But this political journalist goes, oh, I'm not going to call the cops. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to post this on my website. Everyone who works on that story on the website okayed it. It gets deleted. That is totally false. That story is 100% false. There's nothing to back up any of it. That was the first thing that was floating around. And generally, there was this time period where copypasta, creepypasta, like stories about lost episodes of television shows was super popular. And it would always go like this. One day, there was a video of, you know, recess, the cartoon recess. But the video I saw... All the characters were ultra-realistic people, and they got stabbed, and ultra-realistic blood spilled out. There was blood everywhere. It was dark and blood, and then that little nerd kid showed up as a demon, and he's ultra-realistic. And and it got to the point where people were like, oh, great, ultra-realistic blood. Yeah, yeah, they look like lifelike drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it goes so overboard. They could have made the story more believable by saying a political reporter went into a basement and saw some sort of ritual. But no, this has to be like completely sick, disgusting Satan worshippers. So it goes overboard. So, of course, the average person is going to look at that and go, that's completely made up. Then that was connected to there was a female golfer who committed suicide named Erica Blasberg. That took place way later. But of course, because I'm researching the story as if it's true. I had to go research Erica Blasberg. Now, Erica Blasberg was a player for the Ladies Golf LPGA. She was a phenom when she was early, when she started off. She was rocking the amateur leagues. She dropped out of college to play golf in the amateur leagues. She went to become a professional. She wasn't play ranking. She was like 128th on the money list. Like she wasn't ranking where she thought she should be. She moved to Las Vegas. She thought she'd have a lot of friends. She thought it would be a good golf community. It wasn't. She didn't have any friends. She, she met up with a, I think he was a psychiatrist or a psychologist, one of the two, the one who can prescribe drugs. She meets up with, up with them. He, she may or may not have been having an affair with him. He was there the last night she was alive. They found her with a bag over her head, taking a bunch of medicine. Nevada state law does not reveal how much medicine is in you at the time of death. You think a bag over your head, that's suspicious. It's a suicide. Don't use this guy. I mean, again, I've said several times about don't commit suicide and, and how sad that is. But anyway, she had a bag over her head. It's a technique called rebreathing because you put a bag over your head and you just keep breathing normally until you run out of oxygen. The drugs, the combination of the rebreathing and the drugs will kill you. A lot of people don't know this. Elliot Rogers took a bunch of drugs and then shot himself with two guns. It doubles your chance of not being able to be revived. Even if they can cure the head wound, they can't pump his stomach at the same time. Or if they pump his stomach, he's still bleeding out. So people will use two techniques. And again, I'm, that's not a tip. I'm not trying to help you to commit more suicide. That's Don't do it. It's 100% not worth it. I've been in some dark times in my life too, guys. It's not worth it. Things always get better. Okay, so Erica Blasberg, though, unfortunately killed herself. Her psychiatrist, that guy, 
took her suicide note and took the drugs out of her house. The cops ended up finding out that he had removed that stuff. He said he removed it, so uh, her parents didn't feel bad. It was really suspicious. He ended up getting found guilty of, uh, like, obstructing an investigation. He served a year probation. And people go, that's golf rumors. He's part of the Illuminati connection. She was part of this thing called the Moreau Institute that studies psychic energy and all this stuff. Here's the thing. Again, if this is some high-level conspiracy, these are like these are people who are able to say Tiger Woods, reveal your darkest secrets, so no one will know about this. Why do we know about Erica Blasberg and the psychiatrist? She could have just had the inquest and said oh, she committed suicide. There would be no suspicions whatsoever. The judge would have never arrested him or anything like that. So yes, that psychiatrist was acting suspiciously. He probably was having an affair with her. He was married. She wasn't. She had had affairs with two other men in that area. I don't think that's connected to golf rumors. I don't think that's connected to the Moreau Institute. I don't think that's connected to any sort of conspiracy. It was just a sad woman taking her own life. So we've disputed the initial creepypasta because it's not detailed enough. And in the small amount of detail they do give, it is, oh, and then it's super creepy. Watch out! Don't investigate this because super creepy Satanists will kill you and ultra-realistic blood will shoot out of you. It's it's not verifiable and it's completely comic bookish. Erica Blasberg has nothing to do with that. She The only connection she has to any of that is that she was a golfer. Then another rumor popped up. And this one was saying, oh yes, yes, the Satan-worshipping story was made up. It was to cover for this one. So of course now I'm reading this one. The golf rumor has to do with a psychic named Robert Golf, the gla- and, and the Glass Camera Project. The Glass Camera, pro- according to this post, the Glass Camera Project was the clandestine effort by the CIA and the FBI in the 90s to create truly non-detectable surveillance tools, particularly a camera and a microphone system. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is something. And then I get to the next sentence. Now, according to classical theories of physics, this should be impossible. So right now, you're already telling me in your second sentence, what I'm about to tell you is impossible by any measure of science. But I'm, I, okay, whatever. So basically, they're saying that this camera allows, um, you need something, this camera is basically made of glass, which is impossible, and it absorbs light, but it's able to reflect light, and so on and so forth. So you get a psychic who remote views a subject, It goes on to say it is believed that the sheer psychic energy to accomplish this goal puts immense strain on the viewer's body, which always results in death. Apparently, one of the first people who used it was Robert Goff. It says a somewhat prominent psychic from the 1980s that disappeared overnight and is practically unheard of today. So again, now they've given me a name. So I start looking for Robert Goff. There is no psychic called Robert Goff. He conveniently disappeared. But here's the thing. There's no books about a psychic called Robert Goff. There's nothing that you can go to a used bookstore and find a book about a prominent psychic and the name Robert Goff in there. He doesn't exist. So they made up that name so they could tie it into golf rumors. They would have been better off saying he was a gardener or he was a psychic at a shop in Long Beach. When you say he's a prominent psychic in the 1980s, I grew up in the 1980s. I've never heard of that guy. There's no books or any identification that this person exists. Because you can find books online that are scanned in. So what you're telling me is they either removed the whole book or they simply removed the one reference to Robert Golf. But if he was a somewhat prominent psychic... Not a nobody. There would be more, because these this was the new age boom. There'd be multiple documents on this guy. This story goes out the window right after, really, this camera can't exist due to physics. I give it a little more. This camera 
is a psychic device that allows you to make photographs of remote areas. Okay. And if you use it, you die. And then the Robert Golf thing. So again, you just, this totally gets thrown out. It's, it's throwing too much sci-fi X-Files buzz, buzzwords at us. And they use the person who was somewhat prominent, who doesn't exist and there's no proof of it. It's easy to have a conspiracy theory where you go, yeah, but good luck researching this because you're not going to find anything. Because the government's so powerful, it deleted everything. Yet I can find this post. They have the ability to delete a person. They have a debili- ability to scrub people from published books. But this post is online. So debunked. You got to do better than that. Same thing. This is just more creepy pasta. If you're going to invent a conspiracy theory, make it halfway believable. The question I have about the term golf rumors is that just like eggless travel, which we track down on this show, and just like the ocean at night, which we track down on this show, both of those phrases were considered to be just a toss-off, some word salad, things people put together. So as I was looking into golf rumors, and I kept saying, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true, that's not connected to anything. I put the research aside, but I kept thinking, I go, maybe there's something to the phrase golf rumors. I started to think, you know, most, like they say 80% of all business deals are handled on golf courses. Maybe it has to do with that. See, that's more realistic than super secret Satan worshippers being discovered because a political reporter was looking for the bathroom. Started looking into that. I figured that's pretty common. That's pretty common knowledge. There's the idea that drug deals are done on golf courses, high-level drug deals, because they're so vast and empty. Yeah, you know, maybe. And then I thought, Golf Rumors is a meme that was totally made up, or it's something else. Possibly a meme. Possibly a joke. I totally dismissed the do not research thing. I think someone just threw that in there. But I thought, what if golf is an acronym? G-O-L-F. And it is. Global oscillations at low frequency. Global oscillations at low frequency, or GOLF, is an instrument on a satellite that we've built. Its purpose is to study the sun. Its purpose is to study the gravity oscillations within the sun. It's been up since the late 90s. What it just discovered in 2017, around the time the GOLF rumors started, was that the core of the sun spins four times four times faster than the surface of the sun. We can tell what the earth is made of through earthquakes, but we never had a device to tell what the sun, how the sun worked. We have this golf instrument that can measure the gravity oscillations coming out of the sun. And we just learned about two years ago that the core of the sun moves four times faster than the surface. It's a huge breakthrough. Now we know something about the sun that we haven't known since the birth of science, since we thought it was a big magical ball. So we have this information now of how the sun works. We have a more detailed idea of what's inside the sun. But let's say what if, what if there's a scientist working on that project and they're looking through the readings, drinking their coffee, going about their day. They come across some unusual readings, something they didn't expect, something that they don't understand that is being picked up by golf, something that defies what we previously knew. They tell their coworker. Their coworker's alarmed. They tell another coworker. They tell a boss. They tell other people in the institute. Other people in the science community that would understand what these statistics meant. And as it spread out, and as people became more and more concerned about what golf actually picked up, 
the rumor would spread. Is it possible that that machine measured something that was completely unknown to man? Is the fact that the core spinning so fast make a difference in how we thought the sun worked and the time limit we gave on the sun burning energy? Is it possible that the device picked up something else? Some other sort of gravity anomaly nearby? Something that shouldn't be there? Something we can't detect in any other way? But the golf device is reading that. Is it possible that this device in space is sending back information that puts the planet in peril? Or simply has to make us rethink everything we know. Who knows? You can never believe rumors. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Our Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. (laughs) 